Podcast Answer Man, episode number 352. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life and MichaelHyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the podcast answer man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this my friends is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business and your life to the next level. That's right, it doesn't matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world or if you've been doing this stuff for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. That is right, my friends, and taking things to the next level is what I try to focus on every day of my life. Now, If you stuck around to the very end of episode 351, you may have heard my major gripe and or complaint about the Lyft app. The Lyft app being an iOS application that is supposed to be a motivational tool to help you incorporate um, certain habits, certain great habits that you want to be a part of your lifestyle. And my gripe, of course, was that uh, you can create this list of, of things that you want to do out throughout the day. You can organize them in the order in which you think you'll probably achieve them. And as you achieve those goals for the day on a daily basis, you can go in and click on it and click this big check mark and feel really great about yourself as you see that item fall to the bottom of the list and turn green. And it has all kinds of other wonderful, totally awesome features in the Lyft app. However, if you happen to have what, let's just say, the first item on the day is to uh, wake up before 6 a.m. And you, for whatever reason, whether it was intentional or unintentional, wake up after 6 a.m., then all of a sudden you you find yourself, well, I can't check mark that. And so there, if you go in, you have this ability to, to say, skip this which doesn't appear to do anything. It still keeps your uncompleted task for the day of waking up before 6 a.m. as an uncomplete task, always at the top. And and my gripe was that, hey, make it turn red and put it at the bottom, but at least get it out of there. It's not something that's going to happen today. I'm okay with it. Let's just move on. Well, Lift app does not allow you allow you to do that. I just want to quickly say thank you to my friend Kim Landwehr, who told me about a different application that is not like Lyft at all. It does not have some of the really cool social functionality within it, but it is exactly the tool that I wanted, and it is called the Way of Life app, and this is for iOS, and you can find it, by the way, over at wayoflifeapp.com. And let me just tell you real quickly, if I pull up my way of life app, I will tell you my list of things that I am trying to incorporate into my daily life. First and foremost, I have wake up by 6 a.m. I have the ability to click a check mark and it will give me a green mark for the day. I can hit an X, which will give me a red mark for the day, which tells me "Eh, you didn't do that today. Um, Or I have the ability to click the skip button and the skip button will give me a blue line, which is better than a red line because there are times, for example, where it was intentional that I didn't get up before 6 a.m. Let's just say I knew that I had a project, I knew I was gonna work late, I got to bed around 11.30, 12 o'clock, and it, I'm, not, I'm just not gonna get up before 7.30, it's totally fine, I am intentionally not waking up by 6 a.m. Well, I want the ability to go in. I don't, I'm obviously not gonna say it's green because I didn't wake up by 6 a.m. I'm not, I I don't want the red, although I I could take the red, but the really, this was an unintentional thing, or it was an intentional thing, so it's not that I failed to do something that I set out to do. 
So it gives me the ability to put the little green or the little blue bar there that says, ah, this one's forgiven. No big deal. Anyway, if you have ever tried the Lyft app and found yourself frustrated with it, just as I have, uh, check out the Way of Life app, which, by the way, you can download for free. You can add up the three of these habits that you'd like to do. And uh, if you like the application, you can purchase the full thing for, I think, $4.99. Uh, I really like it. I'll just tell you real quick, real quickly. Mine has wake up by 6 a.m. Then I have flossing. I have time alone with God. Uh, set top three tasks that I want to accomplish for the day. I've got in here do the dishes. Uh, inbox zero. Text my wife. Text my kids. Uh, walk 10,000 steps. Set uh, Stay within calorie budget and be in bed before 11 p.m. Uh, those are the those are the lifestyle habits that I'm trying to get into my life on a weekly basis, and the whole goal here is, you know, to have as much green as possible and as uh, little red as possible on a weekly basis. And this app helps me to kind of keep track of that. And as an obsessive compulsive list keeping type of person, it really feeds into who I am. So that's the Way of Life app. Thank you, Kim Landwehr, for telling me about it. All right, next topic that I want to share with you guys is that I am actually considering doing a Patreon campaign. Now, if you haven't heard about Patreon, it's uh, over at P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. It's Patreon. And the whole idea of this service is the ability for folks who are in your community to become patrons of the art that you create or the content that you create. People can support your endeavors, kind of like public radio or kind of like uh, patrons of the art, you know, of, of, of in the old times, or actually it's not just the old times, but even today people have patrons who um, fund your endeavors to create beautiful things. So um, if you haven't checked it out, just go over to patreon.com and you can watch the video. They explain uh, what the service is all about and what it's uh, why it's there. I will eventually have the CEO of Patreon on here for Podcast Answer Man. I've been in conversations with them. They're eager to come on, but I really want to get in and kind of uh, play around with the system myself and and take a look into uh, you know the things there so that I can come and have some real good questions for them when I have them on board. And also, uh, the campaign that I'm thinking about creating Uh, is for my podcast, Pursuing a Balanced Life. This is a show that I give away for free, and it's something uh, that many of you may not know. Hold on one second. I need to pause and take a drink of water. That is so much better. All right. So uh, some of you may not know this, but my favorite podcast of all time that I've ever created is Pursuing a Balanced Life. Um, I think I just recently put out my 573rd episode out earlier this week, and it is the one show that I, I can come to and share anything I want. There are no rules. There is no format. There is It's anything and everything I ever want, and it's kind of like an online uh, personal audio journal of <clears throat> my journey from back when I was still doing podcasting as a hobby playing around with this stuff, uh, and working in the, in my career in insurance back then. And it's got my entire transition of when I started dreaming about uh, leaving the world of insurance behind and that pipe dream of doing podcasting one day full time. And it actually has the transition of when I made the decision to quit my job and and uh, put my notice in and then in the 90 days of anxiety leading up to the when I first uh, started my first day uh, working for myself and the whole journey throughout that f- first year and, of course, every year since then. If you guys are interested in hearing all of that, it's all there in 573 episodes. So um, it, it's just it's just this creative outlet for me, and it is something that has been a source of inspiration for thousands of people over the years. And it's a show, unfortunately, that sometimes is not as high up on my priority list as it should be. Uh, and one of the things that I was thinking about is, wow, I wonder if if I was to have patrons who supported you know, the, the creation of that content, they would say, hey, I really believe in this content. I wish you'd pr- produce it on a, on, an, on a very consistent weekly basis. 
and uh, it, it means so much to me that I'm willing to contribute towards its creation. And what I like about Patreon is that it's not uh, a premium podcast feed only to those who pay for it. It's It has the ability of people who say, you know what, I love the fact that you make this as available for free. I love the fact that it is out there for the entire world to hear. And not all, I, and as a patron of your content that you're creating, not only do I benefit by contributing, but I know that I benefit because uh, knowing that other people benefit as a result. That that's kind of the idea of what Patreon Patreon is. Um, and I've been thinking about Patreon ever since I first heard about the service um, from my good friend Captain Jeff Nielsen, uh, and he's the, got the Airline Pilot podcast. Anyway, I love this idea, and I floated it by my audience earlier this week and already have been getting some positive responses. So I'm likely going to do that. I'm going to be working with the folks over at Patreon, I think, within the next week to two weeks, and we'll get this thing set up. And I'll share more of my journey with you as I progress through that, because I know some of you out there have been thinking about it yourself. All right, the next thing I have on my list that I want to share with you is um, a campaign, not necessarily a campaign, I don't think it's going to be a campaign, but kind of just an informal thing. Uh, I've been thinking about naming my new studio. Many of you know that I am building a new house with my wife, uh, and in the new uh, house, we have a lower level or a basement that is 1,200 square feet. And the entire basement of the new home is completely 100% devoted to my business. Uh, the, the, The main level and the upstairs of the house is all family stuff, but the whole lower level will have a workout room. It will have a spare bedroom slash spare office uh, space, and it will also have a full bathroom. And I believe the square footage of the studio itself uh, is 900 square feet. So it's a it's a pretty good space. I plan on doing, um, you know, having my, my office set up in there, obviously, but I also plan on having a whole, uh, a set design uh, at, at one point. I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there, but I want to actually have like a backdrop that looks really nice. I want to have a broadcast uh, desk uh, that I'm leaning towards one that you sit at, but it, you're elevated up. It's just something that looks nice. I, I'll, I'll share more about it once I actually decide what I'm going to go with. But uh, I'm, I'm going to have that set up with lighting. Uh, we'll probably do be doing a. I'll be doing a lot more video. I'll have one area that's set up for live broadcasting of web TV and also the recording of my live stream. I will also have another area of my studio that's uh, a stand-up video shoot area that uh, I will use for possibly green screen stuff, but also just, you know, standard video. Uh, And also, the studio is big enough that I will be able to set up folding tables and chairs and have, I I haven't figured it out yet, but probably anywhere between, you know, 20 to maybe 30 people that could fit into this space uh, for workshops and stuff like that. So totally excited about this. And of course, you know, many of you know that I'm a fan of Leo Laporte and have been watching his journey forever. And I'll never forget the day when he actually uh, created the Twit Cottage. And those of the, you who have been fans of Leo for all these years and been watching his journey, you know exactly what the Twit Cottage is. Uh, a couple years ago, he... He actually decided to build a brand new studio in a, in a huge uh, building, and it is now known as the uh, Twit, easy for me to say, Twit Brick House. And uh, so he's got a, you know, everybody knows about the cottage. Everybody knows about the Twit, the Brick House. And then my good friend Dan Miller, I know many of you know Dan Miller, and you listen to his 48 Days Online radio show. And Dan has this place he calls the Sanctuary. And the Sanctuary is a, a barn that was on his property that he converted over to his office with a couple spare bedrooms and a meeting space. 
and uh, and and he's just always called it the sanctuary. And so people always talk about, hey, you know, I, I can't wait to go down to Dan's event. I've been, you know, I I finally get to visit the sanctuary. So he has that, and of course, you know, I have my studio that I have here, and I've often, you know, called it GSPN uh, World Headquarters, but that's just not the same. So the idea and the and the question is, should I have a name for my new studio? And if you have a thought or a suggestion for a name for the new studio. Um, I'm certainly willing to entertain and hear what you have to share. I encourage you to leave it in the comments on this episode, number 352, at podcastanswerman.com slash 352. Again, go to podcastanswerman.com slash 352. Or I'll tell you what, I'll try to remember this. If you if you want to, go to g, or podcastanswerman.com slash name the studio. All right, podcastanswerman.com slash name the studio. And by the way, if that doesn't happen, if you go there and that that URL does not work, send me an email and say, hey, Cliff, you forgot to set that up as, and actually I'm making myself a note right here, podcastanswerman.com slash name the studio. Hopefully it'll be there. So go podcastanswerman.com slash name the studio. I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, possible names. All right, uh, another topic here, Skype TX. I'm, I was blown away by the number of you who immediately reached out to me as soon as Skype announced that they were coming out with a brand new service called Skype TX. You can go to media.skype.com slash Skype hyphen TX. Now, a lot of folks out there want to know what my thoughts on this technology are. The reality is that I have no thoughts on this technology because really there's nothing out there that, that really makes a lot of sense for me to comment on. Let me just tell you what it is. It says um, they're, Skype is actually saying they're going to create a service that's made for broadcasters. Uh, more specifically, I, I think if you look at you know CNN brings people in via Skype sometimes. You've got Leo Laporte has his broadcast studio set up where he brings people in full screen on, full screen on Skype. They, you know, these guys are using professional audio equipment boards, and they they have a very particular uh, flair feel for, you know, is this balanced audio or unbalanced audio? All these different things. Anyway, this announcement says we're committed. This is from Skype. We're committed to giving our customers the best Skype experience possible on all platforms, which is why we created Skype TX technology specifically for uh, specifically for use within a studio environment. Skype TX is an easy to use hardware and software combination that allows Skype video calls from anywhere in the world to be seamlessly integrated into any production. Here are the benefits of Skype TX. Its hardware and software is easy to set up with experts on hand should you need advice or assistance. The hardware has been decided, designed for use in a studio environment with call output for full frame HD SDI formats with embedded or balanced audio. Uh, HD SDI video can also be sent back to the caller along with balanced audio. Video and audio are free. Let's see, video and audio are free from all notifications, signals, alerts, and pop-ups, which by the way, I got rid of those by just going in and manually disabling them all anyway. Uh, let's see here, Skype TX takes care of aspect ratios uh, mismatches automatically, and the software operator has full control over the screen aspect ratio ratios that Skype is going to use. Uh, it says, using our technology, you'll be able to interact with Skype callers across the globe. In, this includes experts, interviewees, audiences, and even big-name stars. See examples of how this could work to help your broadcast needs. Here's the thing. There's no demo, there's no specifications about the hardware, um, and there's no uh, information about whether or not this is going to be using uh, different connections than the desktop software that we're used to using now. Um, and if so, certainly there's no price associated in this announcement either. And there's not even a date on when to expect this stuff. So at this point, I know many of you want me to comment on it. The only thing is, is I think it's cool that Skype is thinking about, you know, internet broadcasters and, 
and studios, uh, professional studios. Uh, I, I think it's great that they're thinking about us. Um, and, you know, it, it, you know, let's see what they come up with and see if it's anything better and see what those pricing of that hardware slash software combination products will be. And uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Pretty cool. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's see here. You know what? I have one more thing, and then we're going to go over to my good friend, Eric Fisher, our social media correspondent here at Podcast Answer Man. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about Twitter and stuff. But first, I do want to give a shout out to my friends, Troy Heinrichs and Wayne Henderson. These guys have been doing some fan TV show fan podcasts for a very long time. Uh, in fact, they used to, they actually do a show called, um, for a podcast for Under the Dome TV show. I really enjoy that show and looking forward to come, it coming back. They also do a podcast called Resurrection Revealed for the new television show, Resurrection. Well, anyway, I got an email from Troy. He was very excited, and rightfully so. Um, Kevin Sizemore is an actor who played on Under the Dome, and he's also, and now he is actually a star in the television show, Resurrection. Well, Kevin Sizemore was recently interviewed on 104.5 FM in Wilmington, North Carolina, for the... Uh, morning show on on regular terrestrial radio and the morning show host did this interview and gave a huge shout out and plug for their resurrection revealed podcast now what i'm going to do is i'm going to play the opening of this interview just for you know just a few seconds of it and then you're going to hear beep beep and when you hear the beep beep that means i edited out a lot and then get it'll jump right into where this uh, this shout out came in. So let me go ahead and play this clip for you right here. Sunny 104.5, today's best mix. I told you our favorite Domi, now a star on ABC's Resurrection, is going to join us. Mr. Kevin Sizemore woke up at the butt crack of dawn in Los Angeles to talk to us on the East Coast. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's great to even be as close as I am talking to the Domies. I miss all you guys out there. You know, you're. I've told you before, you're like everybody's favorite Domie. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, like, yeah, everyone there was so kind to me when I was there filming Under the Dome. And I had a blast with everyone. And I just connected with everyone. I love people and super, super excited for all the fans because they're really, they're really loving the show. And that makes us as the actors and the crew and and, and the production team, everyone's just stoked. Yeah, as, as they should be. I, I got to give some ma- mad props to uh, Resurrection Revealed. Great podcast. Now, yeah. ha- have you have you listened to that podcast yet? Oh, I've listened to it very well. Yeah, a lot. Uh, Wayne and Troy, they did the yes. Under the Dome radio podcast. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. And they, uh, they, they've done wonders with this uh, with this show. They just had uh, they just had one, they had two of our actors on this week. So. Hopefully, a lot of people will tune into their um, Resurrection Reveal podcast on iTunes, and I think on Twitter it's Resurrection Pod, and um, they can find a lot of the in-depth, behind-the-scenes stuff about our show, just like they do about Under the Dome. Yeah, the they thing. did a they did a great job last season. It was super fun. So yeah, it is Resurrection Pod. They do have to check it out. It was awesome. All right. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high-quality podcast online in just under four weeks, even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, a podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is certain. At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next. Level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. That's right, my friends. And the next session of Podcasting A to Z is coming up on Monday, June 2nd. And I just opened registration for that today. Head over there to Podcasting A to Z. Uh, oh, by the way, early bird 
promo code. Go ahead and use early500 in the discount code. You can get $500 off. And now, my friends, it is time for our social media segment with our social media correspondent, Eric J. Fisher. Eric, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. It has been a long time, my friend. It's been a while, yeah. My goodness, good to hear your voice. Well, I mean, I saw you in person a couple weeks ago, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that. We won't tell anybody about our karaoke experience. Oh, yeah, we won't tell anyone about that. Nobody will ever know about our karaoke. (laughs) Although I will say this, though, you're you're much better at it than I could ever dream of being. Well, well, thank you. So, Eric, uh, what is new in the world of Twitter and tagging? Yeah, well, Twitter came out with this tweet. I saw somebody tweet it. They said, yeah, so uh, prepare yourself for Twitter spam. <laughs> and I was like, what? And and they say, basically, you can now t- uh, post up to four photos in one tweet and then tag up to 10 people in those photos. Crazy. And- it's, it's so I I mean this was news to me. I the one thing I'm thinking is like okay why would I want to upload four photos to one tweet? But okay that's cool. Maybe I'm at an event and I have four different photos and I want to tweet it all out. Now the one thing that's interesting here is that um, first and foremost, right now you can only do this via the mobile application. Yes, yeah, it's only via the Twitter for iPhone and Twitter for Android apps. Yeah, and so you can't do this on the desktop, which is really crazy that they haven't, you know, that I can't upload and attach four images to a tweet from the desktop. I, I, that makes no sense at all to me. Yeah, I, I don't understand the disparity that comes between, you know, mobile apps and desktop components. In fact, there's another thing that's crazy that's that's not in there, not that you would know because you don't use the uh, Twitter mobile app, but they have, a, they, they have this weird... Um, it's not retweeting, but it's called quoting, quote tweet. Okay. And you can only do that on the mobile. You can't do that on the desktop. So what... In their own apps. What is the quote tweet? Is it anything like it, like what uh, TweetBot has? No. Um, well, you can Well, you can do this on TweetBot. You just select it as um, one of your, your, your main retweet option. But um, it, it basically throws a quote... Uh, an open and a closed quote around the other person's name and what they said. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's it's that version. It's that retweet. It's that retweet version of. It's, it's the classic retweet. Well, it's not the classic retweet. The classic well, is I know that's RT semantics, and then quoting it, and then. But it's still it, it's it's the it's the classic of the one where it's not tied in directly via their. Yeah, it's their version. It's it's Twitter's updated version of the classic retweet. Okay. Weirdly well, enough. So here's the deal. So on this mobile application, you're allowed to... Uh, and by the way, I assume this is going to come to the web as far as the adding four photos. The one interesting thing here is that when you upload a photo, like I can upload one photo via TweetBot. Um, when I upload a photo, first of all, if I don't upload a photo, I get 140 characters. In t- for a status update. And if I upload one picture in TweetBot, then it's going to put a link in there, a, a, a hyperlink to the TwitPic image, right? Or the Yes. Tw- it, yes. It, it's not TwitPic anymore. It's Twitter. Or Twitter dot or pick.twitter.com. Yeah, that's slash it. Letters, so, numbers. So they t- and, th- and that takes up, I think it's like 30 spaces or. It, yeah, it, it leaves you with 117 characters left. Okay, so it's not quite 30. So so you get a hundred. So it brings it from 140 down to 117. Now here's the deal. What, from what I hear from you in the Twitter application, when you're uploading four images, it still takes away some of your things for the for the Twitter URL link for the pick twit pick But if you add one image or four images, you still get the same amount of actual space. Uh, so you can still do, let's say, up to 100 and what'd you say, 127. 117. 117. So you can still do 117 so characters. So 23 characters, I think, is what it takes. Right. And so it doesn't. it's going to take that many characters whether you upload one image or four images. And I think that that's cool. The, the, interest, the one thing that I wish, you know, I understand the 140 characters, you know, and, and, I, and I know that that's what made Twitter popular. It was it was what made it unique and stuff like that. I, now that Twitter has this ability to upload images, 
Eric, don't you think it's time to have it to where images no longer count against our character count? That would be awesome. I, I, I really, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, add an image and you still get 140 characters. Yeah. You know? I, why, why not? Exactly. I mean, it, it's just, in essence, it's it's an attachment. It, it You don't necessarily need the link. It, it, so anyway, it's a little personal thing. Yeah. I, I wish they would have it. But um, you almost have it when you can actually upload three and it only takes up the one link. But I think that just the link shouldn't count against you anymore. Yeah, and, and it is always, I mean, we, we checked this beforehand. Um, you upload those four and it gives you one link. And as you click on one of the photos in the timeline of the four to look at, and then you rotate through to the other three to look at them, the link remains the same. Yeah, so it, it, it basically it gives you a slideshow of the four images. Yeah. And on the web, if you actually just did a test where you uploaded four images, and in the web, you know how it does a picture preview? It did a kind of like a collage of the four images in a, you know, in a little Brady Bunch rectangle kind of deal. Yeah, it's still that kind of uh, landscaped, truncated, you know, cropped version of the image, but now it's four of them and they're smaller. Yeah. Well, I, you know, here's the deal. I like the idea that you can put four photos on a tweet, although I'm probably not going to be able to do it until they bring that functionality to the web and also to third party services like Tweetbot. Um, yeah. But but I do like that. But then you're telling me something about tagging people in the photo. Tell me, Eric, what does it mean to tag somebody in a photo? And what do you think about tagging people in a photo? <laughs> Loaded questions. Yes. Um. I like being able to tag people in photos if they are in those photos and they want to be tagged in those photos. And Twitter has added the ability to tag people in your your tweet uh, photos, much like Facebook has had for a long time. And and, and Facebook allows you to say, hey, don't uh, allow a photo on my timeline or allow me to be tagged in a photo unless I approve it first. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Twitter has some privacy settings that you can also check as well. Um, they let you have, you know, three options there. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah. So, so basically the, the tagging allows you to tag people. And the interesting thing is that it will also notify the people that you have, you know, if I tag you in a photo, there's going to be some way for you to get a notification that you have been tagged in a photo that I've uploaded. Now, let's go to Facebook for just a moment and tell you kind of just in general, by default, what kind of thing happens uh, in in Facebook. So, for example, uh, Eric, you and I are friends on Facebook. If I take a picture and I upload it and then I tag you in the photo... Everybody who follows you on Facebook, if they look at your timeline, they will see my picture in your timeline. Yes. And not only that, but if they actually go and click on photos in your in your profile, they click on photos, the default the default list of photos they show is photos of Eric. Correct. And my photo with Eric tagged in it will be in that list of photos of Eric. Now, yeah, and, and not only that, but in the news feed, friends of you and me will see Cliff Ravenscraft tagged Eric Fisher in this photo. Yeah, and this isn't a huge deal when the photo that I'm adding is actually a picture of Eric because, you know, hey, just hanging out with Eric here at the karaoke place in San Diego. Oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say that. Uh, but, but here's a picture of us <laughs> you know, at karaoke. Um, and that that's fine. The only thing is, is that, you know, I don't know about you, Eric, but there, you know, I have a good side and I have a much larger, not good side. <laughs> you know, there's certain, there, there's, there's certain, there are certain ways that I like pictures to be taken of me and you want creative control. Exactly. And so, you know, I don't want, all these pictures people are taking, you know, to show to all my friends, you know, it's like, no, that one did not, that did not get my seal of approval. Uh, so I find myself untagging myself in photos all the time. And, uh, and I don't know if I've actually went in and said, you know what, you can't tag me. I, I don't think I've gone that far yet. 
on Facebook. But um, it, it, it's really not that big of a deal uh, when people tag you in a photo where you're actually in the photo. However, there's something called tagging spam. Now, keep this away from Twitter for just a moment. Oh, by the way, let, let me before we talk about tag spam, I want to tell you that as of right now, if you were to go to twitter.com slash gspn, all right, twitter.com slash gspn, if you're on my profile, on the left-hand side, it says photos and videos. Now, this is going to change because they're going to change their pretty, Twitter profiles pretty soon. But anyway, it shows all, it, it gives you a little uh, breakdown of all the photos and or videos that I have personally placed in my tweets. And you tagged me in some photos that you just uploaded. And the good news is that your photos that where you tagged me in them did not show up in my photos and videos section on my profile, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, it means you get to uh, maintain, again, aesthetic and creative control over what shows up on your profile. Yeah, and, and what's on my profile is stuff that I have done, not that other people have done. And I, I want that. I like that. I have a fear somewhat, though, that that could change, that all of a sudden, if you tag me in a photo, that on my profile, it will start showing pictures of me where I've been tagged. Uh, that is not the case right now, but be aware that that might happen. Uh, and so let now let's go back to Twitter spam. C- can you explain what Twitter spam is? Or, or not Twitter spam? I'm sorry. Forget Twitter for oh, just a moment. <laughs> Facebook tag yes. spam. Yeah, and this can come in two forms. Really, it can come in the form of uh, mentioning someone on Twitter, and and as you type their name, their you know your friends or acquaintances names pop up and you select their name and then it becomes a hyperlink to that person's profile or it's the uh at at the end of your post you can say now who who were you with and you can tag people there as well and say you were with them in that post actually there's a third way which kind of is more like the first way where if you are uh and and this is the one that's actually ticked me off the most to be honest and this is one of my pet peeves is when somebody has a post and then somebody else says, oh, Eric needs to know about this, and they go there and they type my name in and maybe many, 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 many other names in like a Facebook group or something and just comment, uh, mention, spam people. Yeah. And then at that point, once you've been mentioned in that post or a, or a uh, comment on the post – from that point forward, when people start replying or liking or whatever, you get the notifications. And it's just like, no, you've just spun me down a rabbit hole of comments and notifications of a post that, honestly, if it did mention me and said, hey, good job or something cool one or two times to like see it or read the comments or whatever. But if it's you're, you're tagging me to get me to notice the post in the first place, oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And of course, before we talk, before I go in and and share with you my thoughts on that, um, I will say this. Facebook has gotten much better with the stop notifications. Um, There were some times where some it was like, where on earth do I go to stop and shut off these stupid notifications? And it's gotten much better. I, I find that if you if you're able to drill into the actual individual post itself, they got a little drop down and you can click. Uh, stop notifications and sometimes if it's in line in the time uh, you, you can actually click a little link that says stop notifications so so those those are coming in handy of course um, you, you know most of the time it's it's relatively easy to figure out how to untag yourself out of there so so Facebook's getting better at it but you're, you're right there's nothing to keep it from happening uh, I, I think there are some things you can do like for example you can uh, t- tell people I, you know, you can tell Facebook people cannot tag me in a photo unless I approve it, or, or things like that. But here, here's the thing: by default, if somebody tags you in a photo, it automatically shows up in their timeline. Now, now I will tell you that I use this strategically in my business. All right, and this is why I think that this is a valuable conversation here for Podcast Answer Man. So I went to Social Media Marketing World. And I took my camera with me. 
And when I took my camera with me, I took pictures of me with individuals. I took a couple, several group photos. I took a picture, um, you know, of my mastermind group and all these other different things. And then what I did is I went in and tagged those photos with myself and the people who were in them. And as a result of that, all of a sudden, I, you know, I, let's just say I upload a, an image of my mastermind group and I'm tagging Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Mark Mason, and Leslie Samuel, and, and Michael Stelzner. Or I said Michael Hyatt, but I meant Michael Stelzner. Um, you know, these guys are in my mastermind group. Now, the thing is, is as a result of my tagging those guys in that picture, that picture is now going to be shot into each of their timelines. So it's on their news feeds, it's in their timelines, and now their friends uh, will see that. Now, some of those people are like, oh, Cliff Ravenscraft, I've heard of him. I didn't know that Michael, or I didn't know that Pat, I didn't know that Mark, I didn't know that Leslie was in a mastermind group with Cliff, or that Cliff was in a math. You know what, I've been meaning to kind of check out and see what Cliff's up to. I'm going to add him as a friend on Facebook, or I'm going to follow him on Facebook. And what happens is in these group photos, you know, I may not know some of the people who are in the image. So I tag the people that I know, right? And then the people who I tag will see that they've been tagged to get notified that they've been tagged in the image. They go in and it's like, oh, well, Cliff didn't tag so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, because I didn't know who they were, but maybe, Eric, you did. And so you tag those people. And now... Those people you've tagged, now I know who they are, so it's a way for me to actually find out who these people are that I was, you know, taking pictures of, and I can add them as friends, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, that so that was, Cl- so Cliff is the guy who took that picture of us, and it's a way for relationships to get formed. So I love tagging people in photos, as long as their photos that are genuinely tagging people who are in those photos. And by the way, I've made a very big point of getting a wonderful, beautiful camera. Uh, you can go to podcastanswerman.com slash camera to find out my post about my camera. But I, I make sure to take great pictures. I even do go through a little bit of a process to make the pictures look as great as possible. So if I'm tagging somebody in a photo, I want to make sure it presents them in their best. You know what I'm saying, Eric? Oh, totally. So and those pictures look great. So the thing is, is that I, I love tagging people. I love tagging people in photos. But where tag spam comes in, it, it, could that what I'm ta- what I just described, could that be uh, defined as tag spam? The answer to the question is yes, by certain people. You know, certain people are going to have certain levels of what they consider to be spamming or not spamming. I think that that is an appropriate use of tagging what I just shared. And I don't think that it violates any kind of just normal etiquette among friends. No, totally agree. And even if certain people had issue with the way you were using it, which I think is a personal, uh, personally acceptable way of, of tagging, they could decide to still have veto power first before it shows up on their timeline. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, I have all I have all that. If people mention me, I, you know, I personally get notified on Facebook that says, hey, somebody says, do you want to add this to your time timeline? And I hit yes or no, depending on what the what the thing is. So you're right. They can do it. Now, where where I consider to be tag spam is where somebody puts an image up there promoting their product or service or their they're this or that, or they're just trying to promote something. And that picture is not a picture of me. It's not a picture of you, Eric. It's not a picture of Pat. It's not a picture of all these friends of ours. But somebody puts up an image and they want to get all of our attention. And so it's it's in, in essence, the image, the photo that they have uploaded is an advertisement, even though it may not necessarily technically be an ad, but it is to advertise something for them and they just want to get our attention and what they do is they go ahead and tag Eric and Cliff and Pat and Michael and all these other people. They're tagging everybody that they want to get their attention. They tag us in this photo, which by the way, throws it into all of our timelines if we have it set up by default, which, you know, as I said, you know, I've found ways to avoid that from happening. But it's still annoying because we still get notified. It's like, listen, if you put it on Facebook and it shows up in my timeline, I'll check it out. You don't have to tag me in it. 
And here's the most annoying thing, though, is that, you know, if I don't, if it kind of slips through the cracks, somebody goes in and clicks on photos of Cliff and when they're browsing around my photo and they're like, you know, I wonder what Cliff's been doing since high school. And then all of a sudden in my photos, it's junked up with everybody's advertisements of images that have where I'm not even in. Right. Yeah. And and if I was to do something like that, I would definitely not tag the photo with you in it, but I may mention you. But only re- the only reason I would mention you would be to say like, hey, thank you to Cliff Ravenscraft for, you know, if, if you had direct involvement and I wanted to make sure people knew that, you know, you were awesome and then they would check you out or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I think that and that, even that's borderline. That, well, it's, I, I, th- I think what you're saying there is not borderline. I think that, you know, there is let's put it this way. There is a line that you can cross when you're tagging somebody in, let's just say, the description of a photo or a status update. Um, you know, I'll give you an example of something that I did recently. I was last week. I said, "Hey, does anybody uh, have this pet peeve of mine with the Lyft app?" And I shared my thoughts on it. And and then I sit there and and I actually did. I wonder what Eric J. Fisher and I tagged you and Michael Hyatt and I tagged him. Think about this question mark. And and so I did tag you guys, and and it's because I genuinely wanted your guys's comment on this. I I've heard both of you talk highly about the Lyft app in the past. Wanted to see if you guys were using it, and if you found this as frustrating. I found find out that Michael doesn't use it. And do you use it? I right now I'm not. Yeah. So there there are other things I'm focused on at the moment. All right. So going back to Twitter now. So now that we understand what photo tagging is and now we understand what uh tag spam is, the concern among a lot of people knowing that now all of a sudden you can start tagging up to 10 people in fi- in images on uh Twitter, which by the way, you can still not only can you not not only can you only add four images to one tweet in Twitter using the mobile app. You can also only tag people on an image using the mobile app. Is that right? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. And it doesn't do what Facebook does, which is hone in on where the faces are. So you can individually point out which person is which person in the picture. Right. And the other interesting thing is that you chose to tag me in the four images that you uploaded, but it didn't ask you which image I was in. So I mean, it, it and you were in none of them. I was in none of them. <laughs> but if I if you were uploading an image of me and an image of you and Pat, an image of you and all whoever else, and you were to want to individually tag the photos, Twitter's mobile application doesn't even let you do that. It's it's just like you're right. somewhere in these images that I just uploaded. Right. That's silly. Yeah. It it's not as it's not as useful as it could be because honestly, if there were four photos that I wanted to share all at one time in one single tweet and it was a bunch of different groups or it was a bunch of handful of different people, like I would have to tag, you know, let's see. I mean, I mean, I technically, I wonder, do I get 40 people, 40 separate people? Cause it's four images and 10 people per image. I don't know. <laughs> I'd love. I actually will probably test this out. But anyway, <laughs> test it on somebody other than me. <laughs> no, actually, no you can't no more. Yeah, I can't because you you turned that off. But but like I said, like if you were able to uh, do like what you did, like take for example your your mastermind group. If that photo, because I know there's another photo of that out there where then uh, me and I don't know who else. Oh, Dan Miller uh, jumped into the group as well and got photos. And yep. if I posted that, I follow all you guys on Twitter. Um, shoot that out there and then tag all of you in it, like that's actually a pretty cool way to share a photo and have people know who's in the photo on Twitter in a similar style to Facebook. But again, still with limitations because you can't tag individual faces with names. Yeah, and, and it's kind of kludgy. I mean, you you tagged me in those images and the one thing I will tell you is number one, I I, I did get a notification. So there, here's the thing. When you go to notifications on Twitter, they have two different kinds of notifications. They have what they call interactions, and then they have mentions. Now, the thing is, is when you're tagging me in a photo, it does not at mention me. So it doesn't put at GSPN in the tweet anywhere. Uh, and so therefore, as a result, um, you know, this 
there is no notification at all that comes into Tweetbot that tells me that I've been tagged in your photo. Yeah, and that, and that's a difference between Tweetbot not being the official Twitter app. Although I will point this out, I kind of like that I didn't have to take up some of my Twitter characters to mention you. Yeah, th- I I like that as well. But at the same time, I would have you know I, I'd like to you know it would be I would like to know that I've been tagged in an image. Uh, and if I'm only using a Twitter application like right. Tweetbot, it I wouldn't know. Um, now I we were doing it as a test before we recorded, so I went on uh, notifications and I saw interactions, and it did show me the image that you had put on there, and um, it basically uh, showed that hey, you know, you've been you know you've been tagged in this, but it didn't actually say that I've been tagged. It actually just showed your image, and then below it, it had a little one of those little silhouette avatar yeah. things and it just said me uh, so <laughs> it's so I, yeah I, I would the implementation is is leaving something out for yeah, sure it, it leaves a lot to be desired that's for sure so anyway i you know it, it come on twitter you could do better than this can't you yeah yeah <sighs> and, and and so one fine let me share my one other pet peeve here oh please do and now this is twitter back on twitter yeah is I don't love it when like people do the, you know, in the way that's tagging, so to speak, on Twitter, which is at mentions, when people are like, hey, you know, such and such and such and such at this person, at this person, at this person, at this person, at this person. And that's been around for a long time. Then there's the other way where... (laughs) Instead of, and we've, you know, for for further notes on using Twitter as a conversation tool, go back to past episodes of this podcast. We will not dredge that up again here. However, I really get like annoyed and even mute people to a certain extent when they hit they hit reply uh, and they're replying to somebody. But instead of starting to type after the person's name or username, they start typing beforehand because they want everybody to see what it is they're replying. So instead of, you know, at GSPN, yes, I, I am on, we will record later today, I hit reply and then I go, hey, at GSPN, yes, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you today, blah, 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 blah. Like now it breaks that rule it's like putting that period before your username so everyone sees every tweet yeah. and i oh i i and it may just be me may just be a personal thing of mine I, but it drives me crazy i want to say something Eric. i think that it you know with great responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility and i think that there are acceptable times when that makes sense to do it and there are some times when yeah. it's just like eh Come on, did you really need to? But but, I, it's, but when it's happening all the time. Yeah, well, those anyway. people get on your nerves no matter what. <laughs> He's great. And you know who you are. At Voldemort. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Twitter joke. Um, yeah, so anyway, it, it, it's, it is what it is. I just figured I'd mention that real quick. Yeah. At mention that real quick. At mention that. You know, I here's the deal. I, I do that from time to time. I, I will... Uh, send out a tweet and I'll put at, you know, I'll put thriving mosaic on there for Stephanie just so she can see the, what I said to somebody else. And, uh, I, you know, I, again, I, I, these are not, ha- yeah, these are not something you should do as a habit. There, there and, aren't any rules. There, there, really, there's a friend. I have a friend of mine that I just started following again and I've actually tried to follow him three times in the past. And the reason why I tried to the reason why I actually unfollowed him all three times previously is that after a certain gig, this person would get a lot of tweets from his fans saying, "Thank you, that was amazing. Thank you, that was amazing. Thank you, that was amazing." And he would respond to every single one of those people with the dot in front of it or something in front of yeah. it, so that all of a sudden everybody that follows him. Basically, what would happen is I'd, you know, I could tell when he got back from, you know, a certain gig, and the next thing you know, my timeline is nothing but, you know, thirty-five or forty-five different thank yous 
to all the people who said thank you to him. And I'm like, why are you doing that? Well, it, it, and actually, I think it might have been a retweet, you know, quoted retweet is what he was actually doing is now that I think of it. Yeah, like, I'm like hit retweet the other person's name. That was so awesome. Slash slash. Thank you so much. Yeah. And basically what the idea and I think that um, didn't Scott Stratton talk about this? You know, it's like he did. Yes. You know, it's, it's basically what you're doing is you want everybody who follows you to see all the praise that people are giving you. And the thing is, is that why? Why do you need to do that? You don't need to do that. Just tweet out good stuff. Yeah. You know, of course, they're but, following you for you. They already or they at least they should already already think you're awesome. They decided to follow you. Yeah. So anyway, fun stuff, Twitter. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so so you turned off photo tagging on Twitter. I did. Yeah, I went. By and, the way, I did. I went to uh, I went into my settings. You can do this on the web uh, settings and then you go down to privacy, uh, security and privacy. And then there is photo tagging. And I put on here, do not allow anyone to tag me in photos. Yeah, because at, at this point, I won't even know that you did <laughs> until they yeah. until yeah. they find some way of notifying me. But uh, yeah, I, so, and yeah. I think maybe you'll turn it back on someday yeah. if they change it. Yeah, if if they better. have a if they have a better implementation, uh, and and I get notified even if I'm not on the web or not using their their official mobile app, I would certainly consider turning it back on. Yeah, yeah, Eric, thank you so much for You're coming welcome. on. It's so great to hear your voice again. Thank you. And uh, the Beyond the To-Do List podcast, what's your most recent episode that you're excited about? Uh, Most recent episode was actually a day or two ago. It's with Chris Brogan, and it's all about choosing, uh, it's owning your choices, your life, and your future. He's all about ownership. Yes. It was a very exciting episode. It was one of, I mean, it's it's one of those, you know, take ownership of your life, Take, take over ownership of your decisions you you know all about that so awesome i love chris he's a great guy and uh where can people find your podcast at go to beyond the to-do list.com and check it out all right eric we'll talk to you again my friend thank you for everything you're welcome thanks for having me and my friends that is going to wrap it up for this episode of podcast answer man thank you for tuning in what an awesome week it has been uh, podcasting A to Z, just wrapping up this week. My first week of my 16th session. Have 23 students, and we are having a blast. In fact, several of my students are in the chat room live today for the very first time. And uh, I even saw some pretty good things that some of them had been saying earlier. So, very honored to have them in the course. And of course, uh, as I shared earlier, you can go to podcastingA2Z.com, podcastingA2Z.com. Use the promo code EARLY500 to get the early bird discount off of my next session that starts on Monday, June 2nd, 2014. I do know for a fact that that session will sell out as well, so I encourage you to get in as early as possible. Hey, real quick, I want to say thank you to those of you who have been using my Bluehost affiliate link over there at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting, which is where I post my thoughts on hosting your website and podcast. Uh, KingdomForwardFellowship.com and DuncanDotson.com. Both of those domains were used uh, when registering with my affiliate link. And each time you guys do use my affiliate link for Bluehost, I get a very nice commission check. So thank you. And uh, yeah, I think that wraps it up. I'll be back again next week with more podcasting goodness. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about next week, but that's okay. I had no idea what I was going to talk about today until eh, about an hour before I started recording. That's how I roll, yo. I didn't just say that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, just a recap since I still have one minute and 12 seconds left to talk. uh, We talked about the Way of Life app over at wayoflifeapp.com. Thank you to Kim Landwehr. Uh, We talked about the fact that I might be creating a Patreon campaign if you want to uh, check out and see what Patreon is. It's over at patreon.com. Remember, you can go to podcast, or it's actually podcastanswerman.com slash name the studio 
Again, podcastanswerman.com slash name the studio if you want to help name the studio uh, for my new place. Uh, Skype TX coming soon. Congrats to Troy and Wayne for their mention on terrestrial radio. Social media update, Twitter, photo uploading with four photos, tagging, spam, all that good stuff. And again, podcasting A to Z, June session. Register today. Early 500 discount code. God bless. Helping you to get the thing you do to the next level. Podcast. That's a man.